Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Listen, the great white throne judgment we talked about last week was radical. We talked about the uh, old, how the face of the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And we, we, we talked about the small and great standing before God and how the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works. Last week we talked about the things that were written in the books and to see how it gave up the dead and who were in it. And the death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. The death, verse 14 of chapter 20, and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found in it, written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Holy Spirit, come in your name, Jesus. We ask that you lead this study today. In your name, Jesus, amen. Listen, the earth and the, and the heaven fled. It's a poetic way of describing the burning up of this creation and its related works pretty much as described in 2 Peter chapter 3 and 10. There's no place for this sin-polluted creation in the new heaven and in the new earth. And God is now getting ready to send this radical uh, son of his, Jesus Christ, coming, you know, Everything is going to be made new. The great white throne judgment we, we spoke about was, you know, pretty radical. And the new Jerusalem is coming. And this is what we're getting ready for this morning. The new Jerusalem. And where we talked about in chapter 21 now. Now we're going to get into 21. Uh, last week was a recap. And, and we see now the... Uh, John is standing there, John, uh, uh, you know, on the island of Patmos, John, and John is seeing the vision and he sees God is using the angel to show John the radical, all things made new. And listen, believers, listen to me. This is the radical part of the Bible. These last two chapters are my favorite chapters and I'm going to go kind of, kind of through them quick, but not too quick. We will see the judgment according to his works. And we will see the death the, the, of, in Hades and the Lord's final enemy. If you read 1 Corinthians 15 verse 26, it's also destroyed by being cast into the lake of fire in the second death. It's basically, it's a spirit, it's, it's the second deck, it's, it's spiritual and eternal and the just punishment of the wicked and the first death was, it was physical, we talked about, physical dying, but both are included in the overall meaning of the death that comes upon the human race because of Adam and Eve's sin in Genesis chapter 2. And so, only God's elect, those whose, whose names are written in the book of life, will escape the lake of fire, and the rejection of the eternal gospel results in the internal condemnation. So here we see all the people that were, were not wanting Christ, who played the game, acted like they were holy, pretended to be a believer, and they didn't want to repent, serve Jesus Christ, they're going to see when they stand before God. And they may say, who will... I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do that. I'm this and I'm... No, God says no. No. Eternal condemnation for eternity. And a lot of people don't believe this until they're until that's it. That, that's it. They think it's a game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, 
blah, 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 blah. And then that's it. The hammer drops and boom, they're standing before God and that's it. And they're going to wish to God that they behaved like a, a moral human being. This is what uh, we were created to be a uh, moral loving people and to serve one another and to serve Jesus Christ. Chapter 21 says, and now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then I saw, then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from, from God, prepared as a bride, a, a, ador, adorned for her husband. This dream that I had was so radical, man, because I've seen all this. It was radical. But listen to this, believers. Listen to this. The holy city... The new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, he prepared it as a bride adored, adored for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be them, will, will, God himself will be with them and, and be their God, and, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow. No crying, there shall be no pain, for the former things have passed away. Believers, listen to this. Jesus Christ is saying, like, the, like when he raised the dead, he said there's no more pain, no more sorrow. We don't have to worry. I used to sit with Pastor Chuck Smith, and he was a radical pastor, and he would tell me, you know, the body is like a, uh, you know, a shell. We're just passing through, man. It's temporarily, you know? I mean, the body dies, you move on. I mean, it gets cancer. Like, I, I have cancer. Uh, I've been fighting it for years and years and years, and it's like every time I get a grip on it, I get more of it. <laughs> and you may think, well, why are you laughing? Well, what can I do? I do chemotherapy, it comes back. I do more, it comes back. And I can't give up. I got to keep fighting. But the body will pass and the soul will live on forever. Because this is what God has given us, a soul. A outer body experience, celestial body experience that will always live forever. But God says he'll wipe away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. There shall be no pain from the former things have passed away. Verse five says, then he sat, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, right for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. We'll have freedom from hunger, from thirst, scorching heat, from Things that we worry about, which we shouldn't worry. And we will have the water of life, which is the Alpha and the Omega. And this is the connection to eternal life. And life in the Holy Spirit. The water is the spiritual thirst that Jesus, we talked about, gave the woman at the well last week. And we see that. 
It says, uh, it's finished, I'm done, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will, I will give of the foundations of the water of life freely to him who thirsts, and he, will, he who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and, and he shall be my son. Isn't that radical? I mean, because we all have dads, right? I never got along with my spirit, my physical father. It was my spiritual father that I fell in love with. So as, as a believer, uh, we wonder what happens when we, when we don't have a father on earth that doesn't really care. Who cares? Leave the spiritual one and go to the, I mean, the physical one and go to your spiritual one. This is what God's saying. Let me be your father. Let, be ready for me in season and out. Have a relationship with me and I will show you a calm, living, radical life in me. But then we see how God gives us this calm, this calmliness and this loving, radical water like the woman at the well. She said, oh, I'm a, you know, you're, a, you're basically a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. And Jesus gave her, her the living water we talked about. It's the Holy Spirit, man. It's the Holy Spirit. These are the characteristics of, of, of the, this is radical. The overcomers will not only, they'll, they'll inherit not only the, the, the specific promises to the churches, but all things will be given to them. They will, they will be forever the sons of God. It's, this is the, the, the David covenant. This is the privilege Intimacy with Jesus Christ and the authority to rule. Look at Sam, 2 Samuel chapter 7. This is radical because God is going to give us, God will give you peace that surpasses understanding. Listen, believers, trust in him. Verse 7 says, he who overcomes shall inherit all these things and I will give, I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable murderers, sexual immorality, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire, which, in the, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Listen, we don't want to be there. This is real. Believers, this is real. And for those who don't believe, Listen to this. I want you to sit down right now and ask yourself, I don't care where you are. How many times has Jesus Christ bailed you out of trouble? How many? Write them down. I want you to write them down. How many times has God been there for you? You may think never, but you don't know that because he's working things behind your back because that's the God we serve. One who does things behind your back because he loves us. Well, how do, you, how do I know that? I didn't get the... The home that I wanted. Well, maybe it was next to a railroad track and it was going to keep you up all night. You don't know that. Or an earthquake. Or maybe it was going to burn down when you were sleeping and you weren't ready yet. God works mysteriously through circumstances and adversity because he loves us. Listen, believers, I'll tell you this and you non-believers out there, if you don't believe, you should believe because God loves you. Write down all the good things that he's done for you. And keep them in a journal. Because when you hit your trials and you go through it, you're going to see what God can do for you. Listen, believers, 
The new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem is awesome. You have no idea what God's going to do for you. Trust me. But he's not going to let the unbelieving murderers and abdominal murderers, sexually immoral sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, they're not going to have their part in heaven. They're going to be in the lake of fire, which burns with fire and brimstone. I don't, Jesus doesn't want anyone to go there. He's merciful. He says he's merciful. He's coming for his church as a bride. It's God's people. He's prepared the marriage of the lamb. And her husband is referred here as again to Christ the lamb. Out of the bride is the new Jerusalem. In other words, Christ's bride is redeemed. And the inhabitants of the holy city. Listen, believers, you are going to inherit your inheritance. I never got nothing from my family. They all got me and took my money and they took my inheritance. They took my wealth. They took my house. They took my land. And oh, <laughs> let them have it. Jesus says, I have an inheritance for you that you will never, ever, ever understand. It's eternal salvation and it's real. Believers, it's real. You just got to receive them. But there's a new Jerusalem. Verse 9 says, And one of the seven angels who had seven bowls filled with the seven last plagues came to me and talked with me, saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And listen, and listen to this. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Having the glory of God, her light was like most precious stone, like jasper stone, clear as crystal. Also, she has a great, she had, she had a great and high wall with 12 gates. Those are for the 12 tribes of Israel and 12 angels of the gates and the names written on them, which are all the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. Listen, verse 14. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And of them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. And he who talked with me had a gold reed to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. The city is laid out as square as a square. Its length is as great as breadth as its breadth. And its measure city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Its lengths, breeders, and height are equal. Then he measured its walls. Listen. 144 cubits according to the measures of man. That is of an angel. This is huge, man. It's, it's, I had a dream of this. This is the great high wall, man, that contains 12 gates. It's pretty much named after the 12 tribes in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 30. But then we have the gates as represents of God's people, both Israel and the church. Strictly, the Israelites, Baruch Hashem, the 12 foundations, these are the huge stones upon which the name of the 12 apostles are like. Look at Luke chapter 6, verse 13, calling the minds to Paul's, you know, Paul the apostle when he was out there, you know, doing his thing. But, but, but Paul's, Paul's basically, um, he's seen this in Ephesians chapter 22, 20, that the, the Jesus promised to his apostles that they would occupy this place in his kingdom in Matthew 19. Listen, Jesus promised this. Believers, listen. 
This thing is so radical. I had a dream of it. It's so beautiful. It's the most holy place in the, in the, if you can ever imagine. This is the, this is what we strive for. I mean, we don't have to, but we have to, we can rest in Jesus and just get it, man. Look at, I'm just reading a little bit of your inheritance. All you people who love gold and all that, it's there, man. You, you, you get the gold, man. <laughs> Verse 17 says he measures it. May he measured its wall 144 cubits. According to the measures of man, that is of an angel, man. Verse 18 says, the construction of its wall was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. And I've seen it in heaven, man. It was radical. Verse 19, the foundation of the wall of the city were adored with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, and the second sapphire, the third Chal- chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the, the, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth barrel, barrel, the ninth topaz, the tenth Kryparos, the eleventh uh, Jack. I don't even know how to say it because I'm not a jeweler. <laughs> Anybody a jeweler here? <laughs> I'm kidding, man. It's Jackaneth and the twelfth Amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, and the individual gates was of the pearl. And this is why people say I'm going to the pearly gates. And the streets of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Man, it's radical. I've seen it. <laughs> Listen, that's a lot of stuff, I know. But verse 22 says, this is the glory of the new Jerusalem. Man, God, when God does it, he goes all in it. Yeah, I'm talking, I mean, we're, he goes all in it, man. His house is pretty much, woo. I mean, it's it's beautiful. And he's saying, you can be my son, and I can be your father. Isn't that radical? Who really cares about anything else in this in this world? As long as we know that our father is Jesus Christ, and we have a radical, radical inheritance, because he's our inheritance. And verse 22 says, but I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. It's done, bro. It's right there, man. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sorry. I got to slow down, man. This is like... This is everything we all learn, yearn for, man. I mean, I mean, I hear pastors, man, and they're like, oh, you know, there's different stones. The first foundation was Jasper. Dude, what are you talking about, man? Turn it up a little bit. Bro, this is the glory of the new Jerusalem. I don't want to fall asleep. You ever go to a church where you're listening to a pastor preach and you're like, I'm going to sleep, man. I got, I'm, I'm going down. <laughs> People get upset when I say that, but man, I've never had no one sleep in my sermons. Thank the Lord. But yeah, man, it's like, dude, what are you doing, man? I mean, come on, ship up here. Look at this, man. This is our eternal salvation, but we're too busy chasing the earthly salvation. Admit it. We want, we want more and we can never get enough. It's like a guy I knew. He was a real estate guy and he couldn't stop with more, 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 more money. You know, he had to have more, 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 more. And it never ends. It's the measure of man's greediness. And money goes and God's gold never goes. Believers, listen, listen. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Verse 23 of chapter 21. 
Listen, and this is what I saw. The city had no need for the sun or the moon to shine in it for the, for the glory of God illuminated it, man. It was radical, bro. Can you imagine? His glory is illuminating our light. You can't even sin if you wanted to. Wow, it's like, oh, man, forever. And we see the Lamb is its light. And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light. And the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. Wow, no darkness, man. Only hell has darkness. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. Wow. But there shall by no means enter into anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And believers, this is why I'm saying you need to be written in the Lamb's book of life. Heck with it. I'm going to chapter 22 now. And then he showed me a pure river of water of life. Wow, man. Listen to this. <laughs> a clear as crystal. Proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its street and, 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 and on either side of the river was the tree of life. Which bore twelve fruits, each each tree yielding its fruit, and every month the leaves of the tree were uh, were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of the of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And His servants shall serve Him, and they shall see His face, and His name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, just like verse twenty, chapter twenty one. There shall be no night there. They need no lamp, nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light and they shall reign forever and ever. Listen, believers. Oh, wow. Verse six says, and he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. He says, behold, I'm coming quickly. Believers. Oh, my Lord. No more lamp, no light, no lamp. Jude, no lamp, man. It fulfills Christ's proclamation of himself. It says it in John 18, man. He's the light of the world. He shall reign forever. The Lord is implied here in Daniel chapter 7, verse 18. The visions of revelation are meant to inform the servants of God. You true believers will serve and reign the Lord forever. We don't got to worry. The time is near. Verse 6 says in chapter 22, Then he said to me, listen to this. These words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angels to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Listen, listen. Blessed are those, is he who keeps these words of the prophecy of this book. That's why we have guys that preach prophecy. I'm not one of them. Pastor Tom Hughes is. He's good at it. You know, but I'm I read verse by verse. Blessed is these who keeps these words of the prophecy of this book. Verse 8 says, Now I, John, saw the and heard these things, and when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Listen to this, believers. Then he said to me, See what you do. Do not do not do that, for I am your sir. Listen to this. Remember he fell. When John saw and he heard these things, remember? And he said, when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel. He was thought, he thought he was God. 
who showed me these things. Then he said to me, see that you don't do that because he's not God, he's an angel. For I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who kept the words of this book. Wow, okay, this is radical. Listen, believers, you got to get, listen, oh man. The angel's just a fellow servant, man. Listen to this. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that for I'm your fellow servant and your brother, uh, your brother and the prophets and of the book. And I'm sorry, and, and of the prophets and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. Now listen, verse 10, we're, we're, we're going to get through this, man. We're going to go over, but we're going to get through it. And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. He who is uh, he who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy. Be still. Be holy and still. We're gonna we're gonna tell you this, man, believers. Listen, John makes no mistake about worshiping angels. That's why the Book of Mormon is not it's not good. Okay. The Book of Mormon is not about God. It's an evil book. But earlier, John was commanded to seal this up and write it down. Okay, These, this is the utterance of the seven of the seven uh, you know thunders. Okay, listen to this. So now, John is sealing the book up here. Okay, we're getting we're closing. Okay, and we see the Alpha and the Omega taking over. We're seeing the blessings. We're seeing that we're seeing the heaven. We're seeing that you're part of it, and we're seeing how Jesus is now going to testify to the churches. In, in verse twelve, he says, "And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone who, according to his work, I am the Alpha, Omega, and the Omega, and the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those. Listen to this, believers. This is important. Blessed." Blessed are those who do his commandments that they have, they may have the right to the tree of life and they may enter through the gates of the city, but outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexual immorality and murderers and adulterers and whoever loves and practices a lie. Listen to this. It says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and bright and morning star, like it says in Matthew chapter 1. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears come and let him who thirsts come and whoever desires to let desires, let him take the water of life freely. We talked about the water and he warns us. And this is the final battle for I testify to everyone who hears these words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the works the words of this of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. That's why you don't have the Book of Mormon or any other books to help you. You have the Holy Bible, the Radical Bible, because it says here in verse 20, and we're done. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Listen, believers, it's a lot of stuff, I know. But I read it because it's very simple. These are the cookies, the promises, the gifts, all the nuggets in your life. You need to go back and read slowly. I read it kind of fast. 
We're done with Revelation. I love you guys. Uh, I'm fighting more cancer. I don't know if I'll be able to talk for a little while. I'm going to have some more cancer treatments. Um, so I hurried up on the end of that, but we're done with Revelation. It's a radical book. I'll be back uh, to start the book of Matthew. Jesus Christ loves you guys. Um, he's in love with you. He'll never leave you. Those nuggets are yours. He, he uh, you know, wrote these down for you to remember. They're going to be there for you forever. Jesus testified. Stay away from the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexual immorality, the murderers. Jesus sent his angels to testify to you guys. There's a warning. Jesus is coming quickly. <clears throat> Have faith in Christ. Accept, accept his grace. He loves you. Believe in him. And live forever. Be baptized. You'll have the river of life. You will have the beautiful, clear crystal water. You will have the river, the tree. You will, you will be having the awesome eternal life. There's not no more curses like Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve, they had the, they, they messed up in the garden, but the tree of life, it was made for Adam and Eve, but they blew it. The sin entered into the world. And then we got the Ezekiel apocalyptic vision and we see that we the trees how they bore fruit and we see how how we blew it but God made the new river for us in the end God is going to bless us with the clear glass the gold the foundations the walls the jasper etc we're not going to have any more pain no suffering the, the river of life is radical man and we need to be on fire and tell people that Jesus Christ loves them and die for them and he does Father, we come before you. We thank you for this chapter, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless everybody that hears this book, Revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, man, the next sermon we're going to do is Matthew. <laughs> it's going to be Matthew chapter 1. It's going to be radical. I'm excited, man. And I, I taught pretty clear fast on this one because it's pretty much self-explanatory, man. <laughs> okay, kindergartners can understand that. Jesus Christ has a gift for you. And the gift is his salvation. And he's in love with you guys and so am I. God bless you guys and may the Lord bless you.